You're listening to a new episode of Girl Damn Podcast with your host, me, Aeon. So sit back, relax, and listen as I unpack the uncertainty of my 30s one episode at a time. everybody welcome to another episode of girl down podcast and today i have a special special guest with me i've been watching her for a while and i wanted to have her on the show to just share space with her um she's a very very positive uh woman a very beautiful woman who I've met before and that I feel like is doing uh, positive things and I love to get people especially people from my community on this platform so that you all can find about the the work that they do um the call the callings that are on their life and that we can just share space and be enlightened together so without further ado Welcome down to welcome on to Girl Down Podcast, Mr. J. How are you doing? Hello, greetings and salutations, everyone. Hello, greetings and salutations, Brianna. I appreciate you for having me on. Of course. So before before we get into um, the questions, how are you? How are you feeling today? You know, today has been a very busy day. Um, as you know, I've, I'm kind of massaging multiple birds with with one stone so um very very busy day but uh i definitely wanted to create space and make time um to share space with you so um i I really appreciate it but it's been a busy day i'm I'm, i'll be excited to relax later on today yes uh so tell me where are you well where do you live now and uh let's go into where you from where you originate from okay sure um so currently i reside in texas um i am originally from new orleans louisiana born and raised um y'all can clap um (laughs) so uh born and raised in new orleans louisiana um moved around um after hurricane katrina uh found my way to dallas um and so, you know, in the DFW area, uh, and I've, you know, I tend to find that it's a, it's a, a place to live and a place to exist. Um, and it's also a place that, that you can thrive. So I had to leave Louisiana to come to Texas for greater opportunity. So uh, going to the next question, um, how do you identify yourself? So I identify myself, um, so as a woman that has many intersections, um, I find that it's important for me to acknowledge them when and where um, applicable. Uh, And I know Mm -hmm. you understand what I mean when I say that. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a woman who is Black, who is from the South, who is um, a woman of trans experience, a woman who... Mm -hmm. um, just really 
intersects in many different aspects of the of the the myriad of spaces that we as women intersect. Um, I don't know. There's there's just something different about being a black woman that also happens to be a woman of trans experience, um, and how that how those identities intersect um, that make unique individuals, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, that's a long drawn out, as you can tell, probably a little more tired, but <laughs> a long drawn out way of saying, you know, I, I intersect well, many different parts of um, gender identity. Um, I, well, I don't think it's drawn out. I, I just, I think it's always necessary, especially um, with people that have the trans identities to give folks space to um, define what that is for themselves and uh, for folks not to assume Correct. or not to um, label people. So I thank you for taking the time to break that down. And can you tell me um, about how the the blackness of your identity and the transness and the woman the woman part of your identity, how that has shaped your life um, just just existing um, in the South? and um being being somebody that's in professional spaces as you are like what what has that experience been like for you uh i can definitely say it's been an experience that i will always remember uh and i'll never forget so one of the things that that really sticks with me being a black woman in the south is that you and and we've seen this in in you know modern times and current days, um, even in the past few days, um, thinking about um, what's going on uh, currently mm -hmm. um, in, the, in the world, that you have to meet an expectation that supersedes almost anyone else's um, just to be considered professional or to be considered um, qualified to do things that you may be overqualified to do. And that's something that has stuck with me throughout my career. Uh, and it's not synonymous with where I am right now in my, in my career, but it's been something that I've experienced throughout my whole journey, um, both uh, pre-transition and post-transition. Um, so it's definitely challenging uh, and it kind of creates this, this idea that no matter what you do, it may never be good enough. But what I had to tell myself is that if I consider it to be good enough and if my work speaks for itself um, as it does, um, all of the other opinions don't matter uh, and all of the other things that are at play don't matter as much. Um, though you still experience it and it still impacts you, um, it just doesn't have the same amount of weight that you know it ordinarily would. So um, it's definitely challenging uh, being in the South um, as, a, as a, a, a Black woman um, when you add the layer of um, being of trans experience that just creates even more challenges um, depending on the spaces that you're trying to enter. Um, so, you know, I just kind of roll with the punches and I've, I'm thankful and very humbled to say that I, I'm not, I don't look like what I've been through. Um, and, you know, my, my goal is just to be as authentic as I can be and 
to just do my best to, to leave a legacy for, you know, my name and the things that I believe in. Thank you for sharing that. I, th- the, I don't know, well, we've met, known each other through social media, but one of the first times that we met each other was through the BTEC conference. Mm-hmm. And you um, are uh, in leadership um, at BTEC. And um, just meeting you was a wonderful experience. And then just being seeing you as a person, but then seeing you just as a leader and helping to um, run the show, I was like, who is this woman? And I need to, <laughs> I need to get to know know her because I'm I'm drawn to other women that I can tell have just like that presence about them, that um business sense. Um, since uh, the last B Tech that I went to was 2019, and since then, um, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, pandemic, uh, we haven't been able to have them, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, that last that that was my first one that I went to and it was just such a magical experience meeting you and meeting so other folks so many other um, folks in the community and just being able to share space and just being able to it's one thing to meet somebody online which I'm sure we all have but to be able to experience you in person and just to see how sweet you were but also see how much of a boss you were. Um, I was so I was so honored to uh, share space with you. Uh, I wanted to appreciate that. Of course, of course. So I wanted to get on the show because I know because we are uh, Facebook friends and we follow each other and support each other on social media. I saw that about a month ago that you you announced a new endeavor uh just love collaborative uh yeah. incorporated so and it, anytime i see one of my sisters d- t- like you said taking a leap of faith um being defiant by creating things for yourself and promoting yourself it just it makes me happy it lights a fire in me that I need to keep on going and I just get really happy and um I get really excited when when people um, start things that are aligned um, with their passions. So can you tell me a little bit about what Just Love Collaborative is in this current state? Yes, yes, yes. So one of the things that um, I realized a long time ago is that I I really had this strong desire, and we probably have talked about this um, when I first met you or, you know, in some spaces at when you were at BTEC, um, I've always had a strong desire for um, the opportunity to create like a coalition or a collaborative of, you know, women of color who who were like-minded, who shared similar um, viewpoints, who um, could, could really create this sisterhood that I find to be um, missing at times just in, in life in general regardless of your intersections of, of, you know, your identity, uh, to me, that true sisterhood is something that I found to be um, lacking in some spaces. And one of the things that I, I really wanted to do was to create an, uh, an opportunity to foster sisterhood and to foster um, the, the amazing attributes that make us special as women and that, um, I wanted to create a space where people were 
honored for their human experience uh, and honored for their their being and their gifts and their their attributes, all of the things that that bring so much positivity to the world that we don't often acknowledge in one another. I wanted to create a space where all of those things could come to the forefront and can be um, holistically uh, enriched in a way. So you can kind of apply those things in your day-to-day -day life. So one of the things that I always say is that, you know, at Just Love, um, you know, we always want to lead with love. So regardless of um, you know, whatever we're doing, um, you know, the offerings that we have are, you know, personal, professional coaching, um, motivational speaking, um, whatever type of workshops or whatever type of training that that may may happen with the collaborative. Um, everything is going to be centered in love and everything is centered in love, um, because at the end of the day, love is 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 so critical to every aspect of life, whether you realize it or not. Um, so at its, at its core, um, you know, one of the things that we also say is that we're a bridge builder for women and girls of color. Um, and one of the things that I want to have a, a direct focus on is women and girls of trans experience, um, because they, they too make up, um, you know, women and girls of color, um, or we too make up women and girls of color. Um, so it's really important for me to, to create space where people feel safe, where people feel heard, where people feel seen, um, and where they can really thrive. Um, and so Just Love Collaborative is here for that. Um, and, you know, I, I did found this uh, collaborative, but my goal is for this to, to continue to grow. Um, and as you know, the, the word collaborative means, you know, to to bring together. Um, so it, this isn't just about me. This is about people, um, you know, other brilliant minds, other brilliant women, other brilliant girls of color that can bring their expertise and their influence and their resources into the fold uh, so that people can come to just love for, you know, whatever it is that they, whatever resource that it is that they may need. Um, and, you know, we can provide that, uh, that support to get them to whatever um, whatever their goal is and whatever it is they're trying to seek. So tell me how how did you come? What life and or work experiences brought you to want to create this type of organization with this type of mission? So I believe it or not, um, I started working in. You can't see my air quotes, but I started working uh, in corporate America when I was 14. Um, and I'm, yes, um, I actually worked in Gaithersburg, Maryland, um, because I couldn't work legally in Louisiana. Um, and my mother lived in Virginia. So, honey, you know, a girl is going to hustle. So I went all the way to Maryland to um, to work when I was 14 and um, I did skip tracing. And um, I was a switchboard operator. So between those two things, I was finding people with Lexus Nexus and you know the whole shebang. It was a thrill for a 14 year old. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, I said all that to say that I've been working for a very long time. Um, and that just got my feet wet in, in corporate America. So my first, um, 
more professional job as an adult, um, I did work in emergency management after Hurricane Katrina. And I helped to build and develop a lot of the different systems um, that were in place for uh, the Louisiana um, Recovery Authority, uh, which was critical in rebuilding um, infrastructure and rebuilding homes and really getting people back home after Hurricane Katrina. Um, so I did a lot of work with them, uh, did a lot of work um, in emergency management. Later on, um, bloomed into doing some compliance and monitoring work, um, all the while in the midst of all those things, um, going to school, uh, I started a business um, that was called Vivid Designs. I did custom event planning and decor. Uh, so I operated a business, I was going to school and I was working. Um, after I did that for several years, uh, and after you know failed attempts on thriving and living in Louisiana, um, I decided to to leave Louisiana and I moved to Texas. And moving to Texas, I worked in uh, I did training and development for a large uh, grocery retailer, um, where I helped them to really uh, put together some of their policies um, for. Um, transitioning at the workplace, which was really cool. Um, I later, uh, as you know, um, did volunteer work with Black Trans Advocacy Coalition um, and really supported with um, Black Trans Women Incorporated and the, the uh, Black Trans Advocacy Conference that was held. So I did that for several, um, I, well, I don't know how many conferences I supported with, but several. Um, and from there, I went to another organization where I helped them to develop and cultivate a TGNC program called Gender Brave that um, was for TGNC folk in the DFW area. Um, so help them to build out that program. From there, uh, I went to, um, Age United, where I was a, I started as a program manager and became a senior program manager, um, where I managed a $11 million initiative um, to impact um, Black, gay, bisexual, queer, same gender loving men um, and TGNC folk. So that has led me to where I am today. Um, I just joined um, an organization called Transgender Law Center as their senior um, manager of institutional giving. Um, and I've really just, I've, I've fell in love with, um, well, let me say, I, I keep falling in love over and over again um, with my heart for people. And as that continues to happen, um, the journey continues to unfold. So um, those are kind of the things that I've that I've done. Um, and I'm sure that there are some things that I probably haven't mentioned, but I'm the worst at talking about myself with the things that I've done, uh, because there's nothing that I really do with the idea um, or the desire to be acknowledged for. Um, any and everything that I do, I do because it's um, it's a part of my purpose and it's a part of the my goal and the things that really bring me joy, love, and light. So, and th thank you for thank you for um, explaining that. And just like what 
like so when I when I started like my podcast like for me it's it's not about just having the the podcast and having the visibility for me it's about creating a, a space where I can be my most authentic self mm-hmm. and that I can connect and kind of uh, build community um by sharing my vulnerability like that like that's my that that's my um purpose and I, I think I got to that space because in my professional life um while some experiences were more fulfilling than others I really don't feel like as somebody that lives in the intersections of so many identities and living in the world that's, that doesn't create space for me, I often don't feel like I I can go into the work world or be a creative, um, bringing all aspects of myself to the table. So right. that's why creating like media platforms is so important for me because it's a way for me to join all parts of my identity to myself and to put it on display and to um, share it with other people. And what, so beyond, beyond the obvious of creating an organization um, to um, serve women and girls and also trans women and girls, which I think is amazing. um, What, what is it that you really get out of doing this type of work and um, just being this type of, um, beacon in the world with this organization now? You know, that's, that is probably one of the toughest questions that I've been asked. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a question that I, I, I probably will never fully know the answer to. Um, but what I can say is that I'll always be responsive to what the universe guides me and leads me to doing when it comes to being a vessel and being, um, you know, a vision of, of love. So, you know, one of my, one of the things that I say when people ask me, what, what is your purpose in life? My purpose is to be a living, breathing example of what love is, what it looks like, what it sounds like, and what it feels like. And that's not something that I really, I really embodied until I became my most authentic self. And once I became my most authentic self, I was able to live my purpose fully and freely um, by showing people love. And by, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, I have such a big heart for people. I, I, one of the gifts that I have, I can see the heart of a person regardless of their shell. So, you know, we, we all wear masks, right? So regardless of the mask that someone may have on, you know, we, we as, as uh, black and brown people sometimes have to put on a mask to get through day to day. Sometimes we have to put on the mask to go to the grocery store, wherever, wherever it is, you know, are we going in the spaces that we might be educating or informing people um, and, you know, trying to protect our spirit, trying to protect our energy, you know, we have to wear a mask or what have you. But for me, regardless of, of that, you know, being present for someone else, I can always see the heart of the person. And it's, it's a, a beautiful thing. And it's also a, um, it can be a challenging thing because if it's a person that's very, very like, 
toxic on the outside, but they have a beautiful heart on the inside that may impact me in a different way. Um, so I have to be mindful about those things, even though, you know, my goal is to, is to, to be a, uh, an example of love and light. You know, it's, it's tough and it's difficult, but I get so much joy out of helping people. I get so much joy out of, um, you know, sharing space with people, motivating people, showing people the love that they, that they possess inside of them. Um, and really just seeing people. I don't think we realize how much value there is in someone acknowledging you and seeing you for the brilliant woman that you are, for the brilliant person that you are, and giving you your human experience and saying, I see you, I acknowledge you, I love you, you know, you're an amazing person, continue to do what you're doing. Um, and, you know, that, that brings me so much joy. So, you know, so long as the universe continues to provide and continues to um, confirm the steps that I make, that's what I'll be doing. So you said that uh, some of the activities that um, Just Love could offer are uh, life coaching um, classes. One of the first things that comes to my mind since you want to work with women and girls, how do you anticipate creating space uh, amongst uh, cis women and trans women Mm -hmm. um knowing knowing that there might be a possibility that trans folk uh trans folks aren't welcome in the room or oh, well, honey, we, yeah, we established so that at the very beginning anyone that comes through these doors anyone that comes through a a, a just love collaborative established um situation you understand at the at the invitation what it is so there isn't a, uh, there isn't the the idea or the energy around um, people not being welcome, people not being heard, people not being respected, acknowledged. Like that, that's not something that that I stand for, and that I will allow in any space that has my name attached to it, the name of this organization. Um, you know that that will not that will not be a thing. Um, I, I I am a person who is I'm. I'm 110% there to educate and inform people, but there's a way to educate and inform and to express your opinion without, you know, degrading someone or, um, you know, doing it in a, um, um, an, an unfavorable way. So, you know, I, I definitely, I, I hear you 110% because I've been in those spaces before where, you know, a space wasn't cultivated to accept or affirm me. Um, but that's one of the things that Just Love stands for is that we will, we affirm all self-identified women and girls of color, regardless of your, your identity. And if that's not something that, that you can do, then it, it may not be a space for, you know, for you to, to, to be at, in with other women. Um, one of the, the things that I love about some of the women that I've been able to, to engage with is that they are 110% on board with the idea of acknowledging our oneness as women 
and also acknowledging our differences as women. So I had a great opportunity to share space with um, an organization um, that is a, that they're kind of creating a generational, um, generational foundation for women um, in the South called uh, Women's Foundation of the South. And I actually uh, met with them. I was a speaker at their, um, at one of their first events. And it was such an amazing space to be in where I was seen, acknowledged and heard, um, not because of my transness or not because of my, my um, what made me different, but the things that brought us together and connected us as women. Um, so I hope that that answered your question. It's, it's just really important for me to, to acknowledge the things that, that connect us together to create that sisterhood. And it's also important to um, understand that there are things that, that are inevitable that make us different, but there are so many things that, that connect us um, as women. So I think it's just a, it's a, it's a delicate balance of the two, um, but I, I've I've been in spaces where I've been able to garner support from you know both cis women, trans women. Um, so for me, uh, I'm just gonna enter into the space as I as I have done in the past, um, and you know, making it happen. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that that that's the tone that you're setting for this organization. You know, as I get older. And as, as I'm blessed to... As you get more seasoned. Yeah, yeah. As I get more seasoned, but and, but older. Like, I, I think being... The ability to, to get older is a gift. Um, Absolutely. Bless it. I, I've had to re-interrogate um, what my what my definition of safety is mm -hmm. and how I feel safe. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I go down like into the recesses of my mind and I, I think about um, what safety looks like for me or wh where I feel safety from, I, it's always been around other women, uh, other women, particularly black women mm -hmm. and creating community with women. And as I progress on, it's me dispelling the myths from my head and coming up with tangible ways in order to decrease the harm and to increase the the safety amongst women and femmes and that once I woke up from that dream of a man is not going to you know and, and someone that has had to reconcile that as somebody that's attracted to men to cis hat men um ha having to reconcile just because I'm attracted to them, the, the safety that, that I feel, I've always felt most safe and most secure and with other women so that when I go into my romantic relationships, I'm not putting all of the, I know that the, the power to feel safe is in, it's, it's within me, it's in my community, it makes me value women in my life in a totally different way. It makes me want to create community to run to them instead of isolating isolating myself from them. And I'm mm -hmm. so happy that you are really doing this work to create bridges amongst all kinds of women because I feel like um, those are the 
us being in community with each other, us sharing information with each other, us leaning and depending on each other, those are the type of things that um, it, that not only increase our lifespan, but increase our quality of life. Um, right. And I think it's so important, especially uh, for, for us who are trans, who don't get the opportunity to have those connections because we're so isolated, we're so um, marginalized and we're, we we're made to feel like well we're not, we're not made to feel resources are scarce so that um creates fissures and um divisions in our community from other trans folks from the cis women in our lives so I'm, I'm so happy that we're in a time and a space where programs and organizations are essentially being created where we can share space and share information um, with each other because ultimately it makes us more safer and it makes us more powerful right right and it's just you know i i am and i will say uh, all the time all the time i say that i'm humbled to be in the space that i'm in and you know it's a gift for me to be able to found this organization not because of what it is at its at its current state but for what it can become and, you know, the biggest thing for me is always to, to think about creating a legacy for people that come after me. And I always think about, you know, my little sisters or, you know, my niece. And I have two brand new, um, I have a brand new niece and nephew. My One of my little sisters had twins. And, you know, I think about them and I'm like, you know, I want them to live in a world that doesn't have the same obstacles that I had when I was trying to find community and when I was trying to find, you know, a place of solace and a place of acknowledgement when I didn't feel that I was at my best. Like, I wanted to really combat those negative things that I experienced growing up and, and trying to find refuge and community and create space so they don't have to look far they can Google or, you know, hear about it or, or, you know, see something about it and know that, you know, this is a safe space and um, it's, it's here for you and it's here for us. So, um, you know, I always think about creating a legacy. That's, that's one of the other things that drives me um, to continue to, to, to produce and to continue to, to do what I can, um, you know, and of course, as, I know that you, you know, um, you know, I, I stand on the shoulders of all of the women that have done this, done amazing, amazing things um, before me to even make the space for me to do this. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I am, um, I'm looking forward to, to the, the continuation of, of this, this, um, this collaborative growing and really becoming, um, you know, eventually a legacy project um, because, you know, I'm going to go on to do something else <laughs> because it's, that's the type of person that I am. I kind of start things and I build them, grow them. They're good. You know, just like children, you know, you, you take care of them until they, you know, until they're ready to, to fly the coop and then you still take care of them, but you know, you kind of let them go on their own. So. And I, I saw the Just Love Collaborative 
just just got a physical space so congratulations yeah. on that what yeah. type what what type of things um do you plan on do is it just an office or will it be a a space where you'll be able to hold some of like these individual or group sessions so for now um it's just our headquarter location um the hope and desire is to create um a space where, you know, we can have like a drop-in space, um, a space, as you mentioned, to do different types of programmatic um, things for women and girls of color. I would love to have like an after-school program uh, for for girls and um, young, young ladies that are, you know, in high school and middle school, elementary school. Um, and I really have some, some great uh, ideas around um, peer-to-peer, um, support and what that could look like. Uh, I'm not going to, to say specifically what it is um, because it's still in development uh, and we still have uh, quite a bit that we're going to be doing um, as it relates to listening sessions um, with women and girls to really hone in and identify the needs that are in the different areas that Just Love will be uh, supporting. So for now, it's a headquarter location. Um, but we definitely uh, plan to grow. So, when is your when is your birthday, Jade? I'm an Aquarius. Okay. <laughs> February, okay. February February the sixth um, was my birthday. Oh, so you so you had a you were, well happy belated. Well, Thank I feel you. like I, I told you happy birthday, but I just want to acknowledge. Yes, I just want to acknowledge it. <laughs> you so did. You're, so Aquariuses usually have innovative and unique ideas. They're um, outspoken leaders, but um, very social. Want harm? Air, si- air signs um, typically want harmony, peace, balance. So um, yes, I'm. As you can tell, I'm. I'm very into signs. Um, what? Good. So just being forward thinking, just um, put, put in some positive, because who knows, one day you might listen to this show five years from now just to see um, if, if, um, if, this, if this comes to fruition. We're, we're hopeful that it will. Oh, yeah, but... honey. We're, we're in the business of manifesting over here. Yes, man- manifesting. We manifest over here. Mm-hmm. What is one type of activity or, or program that you would want just love collaborative to to do or to do in the future like what's what's one activity that you would like a dream activity that you would want to do um within this organization so one of the things that i would love to do within this organization is to um i want to do a school um where so as a woman who I wasn't, I, 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 I'm, as a woman who has kind of bloomed into the woman that I am today, um, there's so many different aspects of womanhood that I had to learn on my own and that I may not have had, you know, the support that I needed to, to understand or to know how to do certain things or, um, you know, how to, I'm, I'm going to just use this as an example. Um, if, if you're growing up in the South um, as a person assigned male at birth, 
they're not teaching you how to shave your legs or how to do, you know, how to do things that you may ordinarily or that, you know, societal may, may tell you, oh, well, you know, this is something that you learn how to do when you're so, so on, so years old, right? So one of the things that I want to do is to create a school um, for um, women and girls of trans experience where they can come to get the answers to all those questions that they have no one to ask. Um, or for um, any woman or girl of color to come and get the answers to those questions that they may not have someone to ask. Um, you know, you hear a, a, oftentimes that, you know, someone may have been raised by their grandmother or by their aunt or by, you know, their mother or their father or someone who may not uh, identify in the same way that, that, you know, this woman or girl may identify. And, you know, there's like a missing connection that they, that they would have loved to have um, with other women or other girls. So the school essentially will be that missing link and provide those tools and resources like, you know, how to, how to, to cook for yourself, how to sustain your your own well-being, you know, nutrition, diet, exercise, um, different types of, of um, you know, educational things that you may want to learn about, you know, women's history, understanding, you know, trans folk didn't just pop up on the map in 2019, you know, they've been, we've been around for a long time, um, historically, whether it's written or not. Um, so really wanting to provide uh, this love enriched school um, that's gonna, you know, it's kind of like a, I'm gonna say this, but it's not the same, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm going to develop a way that it's gonna, um, it's gonna be less jarring, but you know, kind of like a charm school. You've heard of like charm schools, not, right. not the, you know, uh, reality TV charm school, but, you know, a real life kind of situation that that provides those needed resources for women and girls. That's really what I want. Um, because I think about, you know, think about when you were, you know, a young lady and you were, you know, kind of bopping around trying to figure things out. Wouldn't it have been a dream to go somewhere and, and have like a big sister and you know, she kind of showed you the ropes and, um, and in a, in a safe way and in a, a space where you felt seen and heard and you were able to tell her your, your goals and what your dreams are. And, you know, she kind of was there to help you to, to develop and to grow. That's the, the vision that I have for the school. Um, and that's, that's what will come to fruition at some point in time. No, that I think that's a, a great idea. And I was lucky enough to have a trans mother um, that kind of was able to instill some of that stuff into me. But it would have been great, in addition, if I could have came out into a bigger community just to have women of all experiences, preferably um, more advanced than me, just laying hands, cis and trans, just laying hands on me, kind of got, kind of honoring my womanhood, honoring yeah. the girl inside me, and just kind of pushing me forward and guiding me along and um, 
giving me space to question certain things and to ultimately grow into whatever version of myself that I wanted to grow into. So I, I think that's very important. Absolutely. So we, so thank you. We're coming, we're coming up to the end of the episode. Um, before we get um, off of here, I definitely want you to tell folks how they can get in contact with you, how they can find out more information about Just Love Collaborative. But before we go there, are, are there any last things that you want to um, say about Just Love, about um, yourself? Uh, any Just any last words or anything you want to leave the, the audience with? Um, I would just say, um, as a reminder, you know, don't forget to smile, even through adversities, through, you know, challenging times. Um, I have found that even if I didn't mean it, um, you know, finding an opportunity or a space to smile um, and to, to remind yourself that love is something that you can give yourself and it's something that doesn't have to be um, complicated and it doesn't have to be um, unattainable. It's something that you can provide to yourself and that exists in the world, regardless of what's going on. So I just you know, hope that people are reminded of the love that they are, the light that they are, and that you know, collectively, the hope is that we can all thrive and that we can all find joy in, in the lives that we live um, and that we can find, you know, this, this synergy where, you know, people acknowledge and see other human beings for being human beings and we celebrate and acknowledge our human experience collectively um, and that, you know, we just live life and thrive. That's That's really what you know, I want for, you know, everyone that hears this and just people in general to know. Um, oh, so, sorry. So where can, um, where can folks find you at and where can folks engage with you at? So um, Just Love Collaborative is the name of the organization. Um, our website is Just Love Collab, C-O-L-L-A-B. Uh, .org. Um, we're on all social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Just Love Collaborative, Instagram, Just Love Collaborative, uh, and um, Twitter, Just Love Collaborative. So we're on all social media platforms. Miss J, thank you so much for coming down to Girl Down Podcast. I appreciate you for your time and I know your organization is going to be so successful because you are not only just a loving person, you, like I said at the beginning of the show, you are a boss and you are effective and you get things done. And um, that's one of the things that I admire the most about you. But I just want to thank you for coming down and um, taking time out of your schedule to share space with me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you for for having me. Um, I'm honored and humbled um, by everything that you've said. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that um, my presence translates in the way that I hope it does. So um, much appreciation, sending you so much love and light and so much um, 
just affirmation and acknowledgement of, you know, all of the things that you've done and you've accomplished because you yourself are um, a force to be reckoned with. So I definitely appreciate you for everything that you're doing um, and um, just the things that you will continue to do. And I look forward to um, the, the growth of this podcast and your um, media platform in the future. You Thank might be you. on um, the Brianna Talk Show, honey. I, anything is possible. Anything is possible. You, we, you never know. It, it's always good to have different dreams. So uh, I, I look forward to the future. Awesome. So, so I want to thank you all, the audience, for listening. Make sure if you have any reactions to this episode to write me at girldownpodcast at gmail.com. If you're on Twitter, use the girldownpodcast hashtag or hashtag GDP. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, be sure to rate and review this podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to thumbs up and leave a comment in this video. And until next time, I will see y'all. This is Aeon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Girl Down Podcast with me, Aeon. If you like the show, please be sure to go on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. Also, make sure that you're engaging with me on social media. Also, if you have any inquiries or you want to send me any questions, be sure to email me at girldownpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, bye, (laughs) y'all.